from verse 5 to verse 8. Thank you, brother. Um, we're going to read God's word. And I will just read the whole of Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. <clears throat> For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to the condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification of life for all men. <clears throat> for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. 
Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, <clears throat> grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's believe and pray. O oh Lord, your word cuts us, our hearts into pieces, Lord. We thank you for the <clears throat> sacrifice of Christ Jesus on the cross. We thank you that uh, through Jesus Christ we have received justification. We have been made righteous. And Lord, this is a great sacrifice. This is a great love. I thank you, Father, as we venture into your word today, that your Holy Spirit may minister to us. Lord, that you will use our weaknesses, Lord. That your word will be able to rebuke us, <clears throat> correct us, and train us in all <clears throat> righteousness. This we pray, trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Dear brethren, last time we looked at this chapter from verses 1 to verse 5, uh, verse 4, as I had already said, and we were able to see some of the blessings of justification. And we say that justification is the act where Christ declares us righteous. We say that it, did not, it does not depend on our works, but it is purely God's work, God's grace in our lives. We were able to see that in chapter 4, we saw the life of Abraham. Abraham was chosen by God way before the foundation of the world. And so some people may look at Abraham and see that he did a lot of works in order to please God. But we were able to see <clears throat> that actually all this that Abraham was doing was because he had been uh, declared righteous by God. And so we were able to see some of the eternal blessings of a believer. Among <clears throat> what we saw <clears throat> was that, like we have read from verse 1, since we have all, we have been justified, one of the blessings is that we have peace with God. Number two, we saw that we had access to the grace where we are standing. And number three, <clears throat> we saw that we were able to rejoice in the hope of glory that we believers, we have a hope that is secure in Christ Jesus. And not only that, but that hope makes us to 
to rejoice in our sufferings because the sufferings that we face as Christians brings or produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and this hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit and <clears throat> we will continue with that verse 5 and we will be able to see yet one more blessing of a believer verse 5 says and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us so we will, we will see another blessing here God's love which has been poured into our hearts that's indeed is a great blessing this God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom we have received when we believed afterwards we will be able to look at some of the evidences of this God's love in our hearts or in our lives and some of the evidences we'll be able to see them even as we look at God's love and so brethren from what I have read and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us and what does this mean what does this mean our hope in Christ cannot disappoint. Our hope in Christ will be fully vindicated for. Why should believers be very, very confident, confident about their destination? It's because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that we have received from God. And I would want to bring to us, dear brethren, that there is some hope in this world that can end in disappointments. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 7 says this, When the wicked dies, his hope will perish. And the expectation of wealth perishes too. So we can see that if we are wicked, if you are wicked and you die, there is no hope. If you had hope, it leads to disappointment, it leads to shame and everlasting doom. The second death is uh, with those that are wicked. And we can also see here, we are being told, and the expectation of wealth perishes too. The hope that people have in this world of the many, many things that they have, the many, many possessions that they have, the lots of money that they have, the education that they have, all this hope can lead to disappointment. 
the hope in friendship, the hope in family, all these can lead to disappointment. But dear brethren, the word of God tells us that the hope that we have in Christ does not disappoint. It cannot shame us. Why? It is because of God's love which has been poured into our hearts. When we talk about God's love, dear brethren, sometimes we lack what to say. His love, yes. one hymn writer sang, is more than our tongues can tell. And I want us to look at one of the evidences of this love of God. One of the evidences, the evidence of the Holy Spirit that we have been given. When we believed, we were given the Holy Spirit. God has poured his love into our hearts. through the Holy Spirit that he has given unto us. Niupendo mkuu sana. Pendo mkuu sana. Ya kwamba Mungu ametupea Roho Mtakatifu ili awe nasi milele hata na milele. The Holy Spirit of God. You know why this is eternal? Eternal blessings? Let's read from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, was sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise and glory, uh, uh, to the praise of his glory. When we had the gospel, which is our salvation, and believed in him, we received the promise of the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit is a guarantee. It's, a, it's like a deposit. It's, it's like an insurance. An assurance that we will have. We will surely have the inheritance. We will surely have the possession to the praise of the glory of God. Can you imagine that the Holy Spirit is with you forever and ever? And do you know that the Holy Spirit is God himself? We have received the very third person of Trinity taking up residence in our hearts. God is dwelling in our hearts. 
No wonder Christ was called Emmanuel, God is with us. So, you have the Holy Spirit because you have believed. And that's a great sign that God has poured his love into our hearts. He is with us forever. If you have a doubt, if you ever had a doubt about your salvation, please know that the Holy Spirit is with you. We grieve him. We grieve the Holy Spirit. But just remember that God's love, God loved you even before. When we, when we were weak, we're going to see that. So can he leave you? Jay, Mungu anaweza akakuwacha. Can God abandon you? He can't. He will not abandon us. Because we, he has given us. We have the third trinity with us. Third person of the trinity with us. He lives in our hearts. We show love everywhere we go. This is not about us loving God, but God loving us. Anatupenda, mwenyezi mungu. I want to I would want us to look at verse 6. Verse 6. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Can we also see the evidence of the the true love of God here. By the way, when we were still weak, different translations talks about different things. The sacrifice that Christ made he made it while we still did. We were still dead in our sins. We were still dead. We were helpless. We were feeble. We were weak. We were dead in our trespasses. We were enemies of God. Can you imagine at that? God while we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. How could it be that the Savior could die for me while I did not, we were dead in our sins? How could it be? It's really an amazing love. 
ni ajabu kubwa ya kwamba Yesu anatupenda ni ajabu kubwa sana and as we're going to see in verse, four, in verse 7 proceeding it's it's very rare for people to die even for a godly man it's actually not possible that one can die for a sinful person but in while we didn't know him while we were enemies remember we had read in Ephesians before we knew god we were enemies of the wrath we were enemies of god and we were instruments of the wrath of god those people that have not believed in jesus christ the wrath of god is on them the wrath of god is dwelling with them those that have not believed in the lord jesus christ but for us the chosen Christ died for us when we didn't know him. So I want us to ask ourselves this question. If Christ died for you when you did not know him, when you were dead, ulikuwa umekufa katika dhambi kabisa. And now he has saved us. We are his sons. He How, how much can he love you and that has actually been um, it has been stressed also here in uh, verse verse 9 going forward the same of uh, the same chapter romans chapter 5 since therefore we have been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of god for, verse 10 for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god by the death of his son much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life je wapenda tunaomba tunaomba i mean tunaona venye mungu anatuangalia venye mungu anatutazama Someone may say I have done so much God cannot forgive me as a Christian we we are not we are not angels we do fall in sin we still have that indwelling sin that remaining sin in us and i pray that that will not make us to doubt our salvation remember god loved you when you did not know him when you were dead in your trespasses god loved you how much more can we be saved how much more shall we be saved by his life now that you have known it the assurance of our salvation it is so certain So the Bible says in verse 7 that verse 7 talks about 
Let me just read it again. Verse 7. Verse 7 talks about, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while he was still sinners, Christ died for us. For one will scarcely die. They would, you would scarcely die for uh, a righteous man. It's not possible. Binadamu wanaeza sema hata ninaeza kukufia. It's not easy. It's not easy. But that they would want to die for a good person. But can you imagine for a bad person? Dying for a bad person is it's not possible. Why would I die for a bad person? But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the second evidence of God's love for us, dear brethren. How can it be that I can gain an interest in the Savior's blood? How can it be? How can it be that my God could die for me? How can it be? It's an amazing love that he had to die for me when I did not know him. If you still think that you are saved because you knew you knew God's word. It's, it's not the case, dear brother. This salvation is utterly God's work, purely God's work in our hearts, in our lives. It, it makes us, it humbles us as believers, and we should burst into praises and adorations unto this God that loves us while you are still sinners. No wonder the Bible says salvation is by grace alone, lest anyone should boast. You cannot boast. How do you boast? When, when we have all witnessed a person who is dead, knows nothing completely, then the light comes forth. The light shone in my heart. I really wanted to sing that song, but um, it, it, it's not um, in this book, but next time we will sing it. And I know we've always sung it. And can it be? I rose and awoke the dungeon filled with light. My chains fell off and my heart was free. So God, no one can die for a bad person. 
Even for that good person, it's very rare. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Dear brethren, that verse 8 What does it mean that Christ died for us? What does it mean? He me it means that he died in our place. Because of our sin, we deserved to suffer God's angry judgment because of your sin. You deserved. You deserved to suffer. I mean God's laws were so clear to the Israelites if you did this, if you did this, there were consequences. We deserved to die. We deserved death. But Christ took that judgment for our sin on himself on the cross. Christ took our sin and nailed it on the cross. In other words, Yesu aliteseka kwa ajili yetu. Christ was holy. Christ was righteous, but he suffered. He was, he had to go through that harsh judgment because of us. Because of us. Jesus died in our place. Before we knew, we would want him to do that. He died for us before we'd ever done anything to deserve that love. You didn't do anything to deserve that love. Why has Christ chosen you, by the way? Why has he chosen you? That's a question that we need to constantly ask ourselves. Why has Christ chosen you? Did you do something good? No. In his grace and in his mercy, he, has, he, he, he made it happen. So this is a point that Paul made in the prior verse. It takes love to die willingly for someone else, even if they are good people. But we, those who have been saved, were still sinners, and we were not going to improve. In truth, we had no hope of avoiding God's judgment. We could not avoid that. We could not avoid that judgment of God. But Christ took it for us. God proved his love for us. That makes him worth trusting. We can trust God, dear brethren. I want us to look at Romans chapter, five, chapter 8, verse 35. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. This love of Christ, 
who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded, regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This love is more than our tongues can tell. The love that Jesus had for us to suffer on the cruel tree. It is so great. But who shall separate us from this love of Christ? The Bible says nothing can be able to separate us. Ninini kinaweza kukutenganisha na upendo wa Kristo? Hakuna. Can it be tribulation? Can it be distress? Can it be persecution? Can it be famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? Nothing can be able to separate us from God's love. Dear Mpendwa, as we go through this life, we face a lot of things. We pass through sufferings. Tunapitia majaribu makali mno. Sometimes you ask yourself if, if God is with you or you are alone. Remember what we have read? Sufferings produces endurance. Endurance produces character. So probably God wants us to develop a character that would please him. Because whatever you are passing through cannot separate you from God's love. It cannot separate you. Things which are listed here. Nakedness. Sometimes you have some, you don't have, feel you don't have, you are naked, you don't have clothes. Danger. Sword. Are you going to die by the sword? Famine. You don't have kabisa. You don't have, you feel, you don't have. That can still not separate you from the love of Christ. It can't. Then, verse 37 is talking about death or life cannot separate you from the love. Our God is the author of these things. Death, can you imagine if we die? Paul said, it's gain. For me to live is Christ. But to die is gain. I'm going to live with him forever and ever. It is until we reach that point, dear brethren, that we'll be, we will not fear, be fearing death. 
It's not easy, as it is said. You know, even if, as I say it, it's not easy. But God, in his word, has told us that even that life and death cannot separate you from the love of Christ. Angels, no rulers, no things present, no things to come, no powers, no height, no depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Dear brethren, as you wind up, may the Lord strengthen us in those times that we doubt. Let's remember God's love upon us. May he strengthen us. Ukipitia yale majaribu, makali, kama moto, ujue ya kwamba mungu bado anakupenda. Uh, we will sing. We'll rise up and sing. There is a fountain filled with blood. That's number 188. And then we will sit um, down to meditate upon God's word. Then we shall pray. Number one eighty eight.